what's happening, everybody? Welcome to the Grown Man-ish Podcast with Mike J and I have with me. This is Bowtie Fresh. What's up, y'all? Man, chilling, man. Back in the lab. Hey, man, back in the lab, man, trying to produce this stuff. Yo, to all our creators and all that type of stuff, this stuff is a lot harder than what it is. If you, you know, then I, then when I always thought it's always something, but we are back again on a, on a Tuesday night in the NAP, man. So what's been going on with that you, bro? Town is in the building. Hey, man, I had to Not a whole lot, not a whole lot, my guy. Hey, man, I had to bring it back the other day, man. Some of our, you know, people who follow us on Instagram, man, I had to I had to throw on that. The last Mr. Big, man, uh, last week, man, I got inspired, man. You know, you was talking oh, about yeah. those since 1986. Talking about those, like <laughs> hey, man. Hey, man, he said y'all was out there selling them dimes. He was out there selling them cookies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah man. Here, he's out here wilding, bro. Let me ask you a question, man. So, you know, the Powerball Mega Millions is at $1.6 billion, bro. What would yeah, be the man. first frivolous? What would be the most, the first frivolous? Now, of course, I know you handle your bills and all that type of stuff, kick out the family, but when it came down to it, man, what would your, what would your first frivolous item be? Man, that's a tough one, bro. I mean, lottery fever is definitely at full effect. Uh, let's see, first frivolous item that I would buy, man. I don't, man. Ah, I couldn't even tell you, bro. Like, I, like, I don't, I couldn't even think. I, it would probably be some, something random. Like, I'd probably get like a, a F two fifty that's like lifted with the nice tires and all that type of stuff. Like, I'd probably do something like that. Just some random frivolous spend. Probably something like that. Oh man, I I, I uh, deck myself out in a full white mink. I mean, full. White. <laughs> I mean, because I figure like buying houses and cars is not really frivolous. Now, now the amount of cars you might buy might be frivolous, but it was like, yo, after I get everything else and take care of all my other responsibilities, especially it's gonna be wintertime too. Oh man, I'm gonna have that mink laid, dog, laid on out. And yeah, two point six or one one point six or two point whatever. It's a billion dollars, so you gonna you gonna have a lot of residual money in anyway. Yeah. So I mean, it, it's it's gonna be one of the things I, I might have to do. And we we have some folks uh, chopping up with us on Twitter this afternoon, and uh, somebody said that everybody needs their own Jerome. So I mean, maybe that'd be a frivolous buy for me. Like I I just like have somebody for like a month to be my Jerome tomorrow's day. Like <laughs> I, I, so somebody be somebody be both high fresh as Jerome. Maybe I do something crazy like that, just something silly like that, just to have a frivolous spin. I don't know. I'm not like super. I'm not one of those people where you know that's not my personality. So it's like it's difficult for me to just go out and find something random. Like you know, maybe I take a, maybe I fill up a bathtub full of nickels and just sit inside of it, like a million dollars in nickels. <laughs> man, I'll tell you what I, I tell you what I would do, man. I would pay because you know, you know, both of us are college graduates, so I know I would pay my student loans off of Sally May. I would send them all oh, in pennies, man. All in pennies. Oh yeah. All yeah, in man. pennies. I mean, I'd have them roll. Yeah. I mean, I get somebody to roll them. But I mean, I mean, it would tell us in every minute would be trucks and trucks full of pennies to Sally May because that's how you yeah. know penny for my thought, a penny for this thought. I will send them all pennies and rusted pennies. Yeah, nothing new. Them and them and ambient. Yeah, yeah them, pen, them pennies. Them pennies are like something that's spilled on and they sticky, and you just yeah. you know <laughs> gotta send that in. Yeah, they yeah. Were. That's what I, I definitely, definitely, 
that probably that probably one of the first things I do just to get rid of those bastards. Get rid get rid of the student loans, man. That'd be one of the first things that I do. Yeah, bro. So that'll be one of the things, man. All pennies. One point six. Hey, hey, man. Let me ask you this, man. One one point six billion or two point six, whatever it is, man. That's that's a whole hell of a lot of money. Now, granted, you gonna you gonna probably get sixty percent of that. That's still a whole hell of a lot of money. You, Mike J, one of the one of the realest cats that you know, my best friend, one of the realest cats that I've known for I don't know how long. How would that change you, bro? Will that will that change you? I know it will change your financial status. It will change it will my change financial you. status. Yeah, no. Like the like the but friends like, I got, I still would keep the same friends. But I would be more paranoid about my family and friends. Like you know, what I'm saying mm-hmm. I'm I am one of those people that try to keep it really laid back. And people who like know me know me. I'm like a laid back. Like I don't really you know my temperament is pretty much the same all the time. It sometimes it has more snark than others, but. I definitely would have, you know, bodyguards. You know, I've always, when I was a kid, man, I, I used to stay with my grandma, you know, a lot. My mom, my parents were working. And, man, they always would watch the Young and the Restless, man. Even I got to an older kid, both of our grandmas would be watching Young and Restless at church when they was helping out uh, the people who were less needy. And I always wanted to be like the black Victor Newman. I feel like with a billion dollars, I'm going to be on some Victor Newman type stuff. So that means me having hey, man, you, investigators, you. putting hands on boys if need be carrying that thing on me at all times <laughs> at all times <laughs> shout out hey man, to Marvin Harrison with the, Belgian, the Belgian weapon hey man hands like a ninja <laughs> hey. <laughs> but like, hey man Victor, Victor Newman was known the roundhouse of boy man he was he was like you know well well versed in the, in, in the street karate I don't think it was official but I think, uh, it, <laughs> I think it was very much of a of an urbanized type of uh, fighting style <laughs> Y'all, when I seen the boy pick somebody up over his head like the Osmo Warrior, dog, and throw a boy on the <laughs> ground, I knew this was a different type of white man. This was like a white man, oh, yeah. like a Ric Flair with a British accent. Shout out to Eric Bray, one, one of the realest in the game. Yeah, man. Yeah, but, man. But back to your question. Hey, Victor, 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 Victor Newman was also Victor Newman was also like 152 pounds, too. <laughs> oh no 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 dog! Victor Victor start taking the HGH dog. Victor wasn't be wasn't be trifle with. Victor, oh hey, damn! Hey man, you ever seen Victor dog? When they used to go to, hey, I used to watch the hell out of Young and the Restless. Hey, that would be one of my. <laughs> if I got a billion dollars, you gonna see me as a recurring character. I'm gonna be like some black dude named Philippe. But you know, hey, man, no, no. Hey, I'm gonna be out there you acting. Out there, you out there looking like look out there looking like David Boston? You gonna hey. have a. <laughs> Bruh, <laughs> yo, only yo, put it like this. Bro, like me, I'm like, man, I, I ain't gonna lie. You know, at first I was like, man, I probably wouldn't change. Damn right I'm gonna change. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm 36 now. Hairline ain't as crisp as it used to be. Oh, dog, I'm cheating, bro. <laughs> hair, hey, boy, hair, hey, hair, hey, hair is, yo, I might have a Michael Cage curl by the time this, by the time lottery fever wins with me. Damn. Think is that you gonna be you gonna be real flagrant and, and go out and get the daggone peck implants and the calf implants and go have a sculpted body? Like, uh, are you not, are you getting this deal? I'm not Drake. I ain't doing all that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like is that boy like me, man? But honestly, I'd be just paranoid about who wants to be around me. But I still want to do this show and just be you know I would just build a studio. <laughs> but uh, I still be the same type of cat. I just would you know I just would be paranoid who wants to be around me, man. You know. But what about you? 
Yeah, man. I don't. I don't think that. I, I, I'm pretty much along the same. Like, I don't think that it would change me as a person. Like, I think that I'm too much of who I am currently. Of course, it's going to change your financial status, your economic status, that sort of thing. Of course, it's going to change. You know, some of those that are close to you, loved ones around you, and that sort of thing. But as far as me as a person, um, y'all see it every day. You know, as much as possible in our social media. Y'all hear me talk about it. I, I'm a person who, you know, cares about my community, uh, very philanthropic, attend a lot of different events in the community, try to do a lot of stuff in the community. So there would definitely be a big piece of me um, that that still, or I would be able to provide more and do more in my community. And I would still be doing that um, just the same as I do today, uh, just with a little bit more cash in, in, on hand to try to better some things. So, I don't think it would change me as an individual, but yes, it would definitely change like my economic status and that sort of thing. Um, I think that I would be, uh, like you said, a little bit more paranoid with regards to my kids, uh, my parents and that sort of thing. Uh, but I think I would too. It, it, it would be one of those things, kind of like I'm in the NBA, you know, you give these guys, they're 20 years old and you give them millions of dollars. It, it, I would definitely have that sticker shock like, oh, shit, like, what do I do now? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so I think I think that I, I would probably um, definitely not only hire, of course, a financial advisor or whatever, but I would have uh, some, some sort of mental health clinician um, that I would be able to talk to and try to help navigate some of these things because that's, that's severely life-altering. You know what I mean? So oh, yeah. I would want to make sure that I, can, that I can handle it, you know? Yeah, I definitely had my pastor and like a group of people I feel like that would keep it real with me. Our same friends, same, you know, different number. I ain't gonna lie. You know what I'm saying? But my people who had my number now, who I wanted to have, you know, but after that, boy, you kind of hit that other number like oh, yeah. out of service. But Oh, yeah, oh, yeah no doubt, man. And like I said, my, like, like you said, I, I would still have like, like my core friends is, is small. And, you know, shout, shout out, shout out to all those, you know. They know who they are, you know, Ray Day, Mike, Jack, Big C, Clarence, you know, Rick, Rob, you know, all, all the cats that are in my circle, um, you know, DJ, everybody that's in my circle would, would still be in my circle. And, of course, if I got $1.6 billion, even Mike J know this, if I got it, my, 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 my boys got it. So we all ride. We all ride clean. I might be ill and buy everybody Cadillacs like Denzel did in, <laughs> in, uh, in uh, uh, what's the movie? Oh man, I can't think of the daggone movie. American Gangster. Uh, uh, yeah, American Gangster. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm, buying, I'm buying everybody Cadillacs. <laughs> I would just ask. I would just ask, man, can can somebody dig up the corpse of Mark Morrison and get him over to the states? Because you know, for those who know me, man, they know I love Return of the Mac. That's like my favorite song ever. Yeah, oh, you know, yeah. bring in, bring in Mark Morrison, bro. But he has to have the box <laughs> and the two hip hoop earrings and the, the leather trench and the, and the dag and that daggone black turtleneck, bro. <laughs> I mean, I would do a yeah, whole bunch sir. of ill stuff. Like, you know, I'm investing in West Coast Productions. <laughs> I might, I might. You oh, know wow. Saying? Hey, man, you, do you know how much they dog? No, no, no. Yeah, they, make, like, they make a lot of money. Man, they, they make a lot of real talk. They do. They said that game makes more than sports and everything else put together. Yo, you yeah, might not like yeah. sports, but you might, you know, folks want to get their freak on. I'm about this money. You know, I'm about trying yeah. to invest. You know, like Pimp C say, pimping off the app. <laughs> but uh, oh, no. hey. uh my my Jaden changed the name from Booty Talk to Booty Chat. <laughs> hey, I know, right? hey, you know, look, I'm just I'm just gonna buy buy them all out, man. You know what I'm saying? Yo, shout out to <laughs> shout out shout out to Lex too, man. You know we have to keep Lex on the team for one more year. <laughs> 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 you know what I'm 
what I'm saying? I'm like, we have to, you yeah, know, man. shout out to Lex. But, uh, hey, man, so let's, let's jump hey, out. Hey, man, that, it's, it's definitely a life changer, man. Yeah. But I know we're going we gonna to jump into the Trump news. But I got, I got one, one serious note that I want to give. You know, big shout out, uh, uh, definitely shout out. Uh, she's a very strong woman. My stepmom, uh, she had her first, um, her first uh, round or, or, or bout or dose of chemotherapy today. And I definitely want to give a shout out to her. Let her know that that um, she is definitely loved on, in, in, in an abundance. Um, shout out to my pops, my brother, my sister. We we really hold it down holding it down for her uh, and really uplifting her right now so in prayer and spirit and she trying to keep her spirits high. Um, and, and, you know, I just want to give a shout out to her to let her know that she's in everybody um, and everybody yeah. in the family. Um, and when I say family, that's the podcast family. Um, all of my, all of my, my, my crew that's associated with me, that's real close. Uh, they've been, nothing but, but, you know, well wishes and prayer. So I want her to, to, to know that. And I know she listens, uh, faithfully, every every podcast, and want her to know that uh, she definitely loves, much love to her, yeah. love her to death, and uh, that that we that that this will be just another bout, you know, that that we gonna we gonna knock some boys out, we gonna we gonna overcome this and and get on through this. So uh, definitely shout out to my stepmoms and and making things happen. Yeah, no doubt, man. I second that. I saw it. I saw it on Instagram, man, but I wasn't going to bring it up until you brought it up, obviously, because that's your family, man. But she knows, right, man, right. You know, I got love for her. She's in my prayers, man. But, so, you know, definitely, man, you know, F cancer. Well, you know, fuck cancer. Let's that's right. It. Let's fuck cancer. Fuck man. cancer. <laughs> 100, man. Cancer touched, you know, in my personal life, too. I'm not going to get into it fully, but, you know, you know. Yes, you know, sir. Yes, God, sir. God, God is a healer, you know, so it touched a part of my family members, but, you know, that cancer's been removed, so God is definitely a healer, you know. So not to get super serious with y'all, but, you know, you know, that's where, you know, we base this show on all these things of being a grown man-ish, and faith is a big, a big important yep. You know, we joke around. Huge part. You know, we talk. We could talk about all this other stuff. Right now, we're getting ready to jump into kangaroo meat. <laughs> but you know, it's just like you know, like faith is like the biggest thing, man. So, so let's kind of jump into that, bro. So I was talking before we started recording the show. Well, actually, let's kind of jump before that. I know earlier we were having a conversation in our group chat about one of the, one of the bros. Was, you know, he's talking about he went to school with his uh, daughter's birthday today. Is that correct? Is that, did I catch all that? Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. His, yeah, his daughter's birthday. All right. So he went to school and said the food was disgusting. All right. So, you know, I've went before to these schools and this school is just the food is disgusting, man. So in Nebraska, horrible, man. in Nebraska, man, they had to cook in the kitchen, man. He served these kids kangaroo meat, man. That is wild. Yeah, man, I saw that. I saw the article. And the crazy thing is, I, I I believe I saw this article, or you told me about this article, maybe like the day after we were all having this conversation. So it's it's just crazy that something like that will pop up, or the, the irony of it all, that something like that will pop up in the media as we are sitting here, the four of us brothers are sitting here talking about it. But yeah, man. So like like Mike J said, like in the in our group chat, we talk about all kinds of crap. Uh, and like I said, one of our brothers, uh, y- y'all didn't heard him before, Ray Day was, uh, you know, he had, was at his art of school and, and witnessed the lunch and was like, man, I, I can't feel, I, I can't let my, my, my kids eat this. And apparently his kids wasn't eating it. <laughs> so yeah. we, we were all, we were all talking about it. You know, I, I, I send my boys with their lunch. Um, you know, our, our other brother, Dap, he sends, he sends his uh, boys with their lunch or whatnot. So we were just all talking about it, you know, as you know, being men, being fathers, and trying to make sure that our kids are, are you know, uh, nourished properly, nourished correctly, and it was it's interesting because at my son's school, 
um, there's a big initiative uh, surrounding uh, uh, child hunger. And there's a lot of stuff that, you know, like uh, that the Dad's Club and different organizations within the school, we, we talk about and trying to make sure that, that kids are eating and eating right. But even, at, even throughout all of that, you know, I sit back and I, I can look at some of the food in my son's school. And, you know, again, there's a reason why I send them with their food. So we just, my dad and I started talking about like the quality of food. Like, yeah, we want to make sure kids are eating and all that. Something's better than nothing. But like, what are we putting in these kids' systems from a school standpoint? You know what I mean? I know everything is like, you know, budgetary and, you know, we got to watch the finances and so forth. But like, are we really setting these kids up for success with, with what we are providing them uh, for, for ingestion? Like, I just, I just don't know about it, man. I don't know about that. Yeah, I got it. But just to piggyback off that, my lady, her daughter, you know what I'm saying, I love her to death. She got sick at school today. I guess she ate something, so she threw up at school. So it wasn't I, the kangaroo meat, was it? Uh, I, well, <laughs> I guess so. She's tall, so she started dunking tomorrow, man. What's the kangaroo meat? But yeah, man, so I, I don't know, man. I remember even when we were kids, man, I would see, you know, your dad would come bring you food, and I would bring my lunch at times. Sometimes I would eat. It just kind of yeah. it just depends, man. But I remember working at a job where they made the school lunches on the other side. I was like, <laughs> this is out here kind of kind of raw. Now, I mean, it got better once we got to high school, but elementary school was this, like, oh, man, they, I feel like they were serving, like, two steps up from jail. That's when they serving some of these kids, man. So, you know, I don't know. So, but I know they don't serve, yeah, they it's, serve it's, it in the private schools because I know my sister works at a company that they cater the food and they eat good, but. Yeah, my say my brother, my brothers go to a private school and they, they and they definitely don't eat like that. They eating real good over there. So again, you know, I you I know that everything is you know based off of you know budget and finances and you know what's available to you, but it's it's to the extent where it's like man, come on, if it, it, there is such a discrepancy, like I say, with with, with your sister's company and, and and my brothers in the school that they go, my brother in the school that he goes to, it's like man, I mean like these kids are eating stuff that, you know, the, the Gordon Ramsay is, is cooking. But then you go to, to schools like, you know, potentially, like, and my son's school is not bad. And, I'm, and I know that my brother Ray Day, his daughter's school is not bad at all. Actually, they're both really good schools. But for, from an education standpoint, but then you look at it, it's like, man, we're, they both of these schools are lacking in the nutritional area. So it's, it's kind of like, you know, I, I know that I pay, you know, pay my, my, my dues and book fees and all that type of stuff. And just, just like all of my brothers do, it's like, man, can't, our money has to go more than just to extracurricular or things like that. You know what I mean? I, honestly, if, if I was getting charged $20 more, you know, a year, $30 more a year, and that meant better food that's going to be provided in the school, not that I'm having to stand. Like I, I, as a parent, I would be I would be for that, man. It's just because of like you said, some of these kids are, it looks like gruel. It's just yeah. you know just slop, prison food, you know. Yeah, I saw it. I was like, ugh. And then now it's like, and then it's hard. Like if you go eat lunch with the kid, it's hard to even like bring in like different food. They oh, they very specific on what you can bring in. So which is fine, yeah. you know, whatever. But it's just like the stuff that they're serving, like yeah, no, it's, it's like, yeah, so kind of nasty. Yeah. So why don't y'all let us know, man? Hit us up on Twitter, hit us up on IG and let's kinda of let us know you guys' perspective, you know, whether you got kids or nieces and nephews or whatnot, kinda of what some of the things are going on in your area, your city, or maybe you here in the nap and we can talk about it and you know, maybe we can 
get something going with, you know, with our city county council or whatnot. But I definitely think that there is a definite room for improvement uh, in, in this in this uh, this body of work. Yeah, because it's pretty much disgusting, man. But uh, well, shout out to everybody who influenced that segment of the show, man. Because, you know, you didn't, I didn't really That's think right. about putting everything together. But uh, let's get to that damn Trump news, man. And, y'all, he was at your oh, boy, Trump. Your, your boy was out here wild <laughs> another day, man. So he was at a, uh, at, he was at a, at a campaign stop. You know, my man, he loves those. Like, I think that's for him, besides probably getting on Air Force One and, you know, doing whatever he does throughout his like four hour work day. He loves these campaign rallies. So he was out there, man, campaigning for somebody. And he was like, you know, people say nationalist is a bad thing, but I feel I'm a nationalist. And then he started yelling, like, I'm a nationalist. And then these fools behind him and, like, in the crowd started yelling nationalist. And for those who don't know what nationalists are, these are typically people mm-hmm. who've been steeped in racism. Like, one of the well-known, well-known nationalists, you know, worldwide was Adolf Hitler. And you might have my, my Ho Chi Minh, but Hitler is usually when you think of nationalism. You usually think of uh, Adolf Hitler, so you know, you know, mm-hmm. he, that's what my man says. He says he wants to be a nationalist, and hey, that was out of his words. I know we have some people who are who differ from my political views, but I only can go on what the man says. And they, it, this wasn't yeah. a tweet. This is what he said out of his mouth that he was a nationalist. So I was reading the Washington Post, and it's just shake your head. But and also, yeah, man, it, like there's always something with that guy. Like I know that I say it a lot, but it's like. And it's cliche. You're like, what? What next? Like, what else is this dude gonna say or do or whatever? And sure enough, man, he finds a way. Uh, bro, man, <laughs> he it's finds like, a way to upstage his previous dumbass. Man, it's just like, yo, the movie is gonna be so lit, though. Did you ever see the movie that they they did on John McC- <laughs> on John McCain and uh, what's that girl from uh, Alaska, Sarah Palin? Sarah Palin, nah, I missed that. that that's, that's a good flick, man. It was on uh. They had old girl from uh, Saturday Night Live do Sarah Palin. She she had it down. As as our homeboy back in the day, Dennis Brady would say, "Down Pat." So uh, down Pat. Down Pat. Dog. Shout out to DB. DB man, he had the longest crossover ever. Like he would cross over, but not the ball would move. He was just like he would just like crawl and shake his shoulders and neck real and uh in a in his random in his random motion, but wouldn't go anywhere. But shout out, shout man, out. Had like a twenty four hour crossover, man. Yeah, twenty four hour crossover, but wouldn't go two feet. <laughs> but um right he's out here he's out there he's out there wilding man but back to it man so this saw uh, another day he was lying about so he says he's gonna pass a 10 percent tax cut on for the middle class right so the reporter's asking him and this is in the washington post like so when are you gonna do it he said you can't do it now the reporters you can't do it now because congress is not in a session are you gonna do executive order no we're gonna pass it so when are you gonna do it uh, we're gonna do it. When when you gonna when it's changed like November first, he said we can't do November first because Congress is is not in session. Uh, we're gonna do it, and then he just cuts it off. Like it's just like <laughs> it's like a pathological liar, and it's so it's just infuriating to be around people who vote against their own interests. Like, dude, is the the biggest hustle with Trump is the fact that he has people who are poor that actually believe that he is like them, like a common man. This dude has been a rich guy all his life. They talked about all the money and equity and and property. His daddy left to him like over equates to $400 million. That dude is not a common man like y'all. I seen a dude eat a Eat a, uh, I don't know if it was a McRib or something, but he knew what a, what, what a, a knife and fork. <laughs> 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 yeah, this dude is not like y'all. Yeah, but you know, 
You know he's got small. You know he got small hands, bro. You know yeah. he, he don't want to get the small hands saucy. Hey man, but hey, there's one more thing on that damn Trump news. So I was reading, I was reading something. I mean, I love the Washington Post, and it popped up again. So my man, so they had this guy. He was on a Southwest plane, so he's touching this woman. She said first, she like she oh. thought it was just like a, you know, it was like a thing of, you know, I just thought he was just touching me on accident. He touching her again. Well, he told her when you know, so they moved her. So you know, if you do anything on the plane, you know, they're gonna have a federalities waiting on you. You know, so when oh, man yeah. gets off the plane, and they tell him basically, he said he felt like he could do it because President Trump could could did it. <laughs> <laughs> and that goes back to that Access Hollywood take with, with Billy Bush. So, like I said, man, you know, it's it's you know, I mean, whatever. However y'all, however y'all vote, and you know, voting is important. November six, whoever you vote for, make this uh, make this. I was just voice about known. to say that. <laughs> No, yes, saying. express your voice, make your voice known. Don't really give a damn who you vote for. Hopefully you're voting for someone that does not support or participate in, in the type of antics that the 40, uh, 45th president does. But uh, please go out and vote, y'all. Just, right. just vote. And for the, <laughs> all right, man, I, got, I do got a shout out, though. Shout out to Stacey Abrams in Georgia. She, if she wins, she'd be mm-hmm. the first black woman mayor. I mean, you're not mayor, but governor in the United history of the United States. And shout out to Andrew yes, Gillum. You know, a black man running the governor for Florida, man. So they had a they had a, a debate against Ron DeSantis the other day, man. He, and Gilliam tore him to shreds. But you know, telling you to vote for, I'm just saying shout out to them. So black excellence. Yes, sir. Black excellence. All right, man. So, hey, man. So, bro, let's get to the extra mayo. But since it's the it's October, November, and our melanin deprived people love pumpkin spice, I'm gonna call this the pumpkin spice extra mayo session. You know, because you know they love they love like you know in everything during this time of year, man. I always has like pumpkin it, pumpkin spice stuff from Starbucks. So I'm sure sure our melanin deprived friends probably want a little pumpkin to enhance um, extra mayo. So man, I'm gonna get it. I dig. I wanted. I wanted to say uh, to to give one before we change it up for 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 the season for the extra mayo. I wanted to send a send a shout out or see if y'all saw it uh, on Twitter that uh, mayo ketchup is now avail- available by from Heinz. It's called Mayo Chup. Uh, it's in stores now. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 from Heinz. You can get on Heinz' a Twitter page, Heinz Ketchup underscore US at Heinz Ketchup underscore US. Uh, it's a new campaign. Uh, actually, one of our partners sent it to us. Uh, it says hashtag Mayo Chup. It's finally here. Mayo and ketchup together. So uh, we can we can call this the pumpkin spice Mayo Chup segment. Yeah, <laughs> of the yeah. Show. Yeah, but let me, yeah, ask, you, let me ask you a right, question. Just jump bro. into that, though, let man. Let me ask you a question, man. Remember when we was in school? Did you ever see people who used to dip their french fries in mayonnaise? Yeah. I was yeah. like, yo, that's that's like a savage. That's to me, that's up there with eating candy corn. And I think anybody who eats hey, candy man. corn is like, it's, it's, it's like, it's like, it's like Jason. You know what I'm saying? I feel like that's all. It's like a sociopathic activity. Hey, man. Yeah, Doc, who eats candy corn? Yo, it's like the nastiest <laughs> candy ever. Like yo, it'll yo, like oh my god, if I see somebody eating candy corn, man, I'm really gonna have to have a I don't even know if I'm gonna have a conversation with you. I'm just gonna have to move it to the other side of the street. Like I feel like yeah, yeah. Disgusting. But man, so let's get back to this pumpkin spice extra mayo. Was it mayo Maychuck? Maychuck? Yeah, it's a mayo chup. Mayo chup. Mayo chup. <laughs> okay. All right. You learn you learn something new every day, man. M A M A Y C H U P or M A Y O C H U P Mayo Chup. 
and the things that you learned about our melanin deprived people. All right, man. So, <laughs> so this, uh, so man, I was, I was, uh, I was perusing the social media, man. And they had his brother in Detroit. He was working in the public garden. Three of our melanin deprived women decided to call the police on him and he ended up getting arrested. And they were talking about for stalking and he was accusing him of being a gangbanger because he painted trees, red, black, and green. And telling him he was a gangbanger and, um, he had guns and all this type of stuff. He was a child muscle. He got acquitted of everything. So, you know, so let's kind of run. Let's hey, both. Let's do the, the countdown of what black people can't do. Barbecue. Uh, cut uh, grass. Uh, I was going to say cut grass, sleep, yeah. uh, sell lemonade. Going to your uh, own apartment. Can, yep. Can I go into your own apartment? You cannot go to the pool at your apartment complex. Yeah, I forgot about I that. I bet one. you have a key too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, Let's see. Um, you, t- you you technically can't drive uh, yeah. while black. Um, apparently, flying while black. Uh, I know you saw the article about the uh, black woman that was being harassed by the yeah. racist white man, and she had to move her seat even though he was the instigator. So you cannot yeah. fly while black either. Um, honestly, Mike J, I, I, it's probably going to come to a point where you and I cannot do this podcast. Um, as two black males, so uh, oh, don't be surprised, man. y'all, if that comes. Man, you can't even. <laughs> you know, I mean, in like some it. cases, you can't even take a sick day while black. Uh oh. Hello. Yeah. Uh oh. Uh oh. Hello. So uh, yeah. So that goes. That I mean, that's a little private joke between Bowtie and I. So, <laughs> can't be sick. Can't be sick while black either. So you know. Cannot be sick while black. No uh, sir. So like I yeah, said. Man. So shout out to, you know, the brother got acquitted, which he should have been. So just think of him having to pay a lawyer and go through all that extra stress of life. Because hey man, somebody- honestly, they should have, I was going to say, man, I mean to cut you off, but man, they, they should, the, the individuals who falsely accused him and went through all this, they should be the individuals that have to pay for all this and charge That's that. That's the thing, there's, nothing, there's, there's nothing that makes them money, man. Stuff, man. I mean, because like, all right, That's the social. Ridiculous. I mean, the only thing was happening is social shaming. Just like that black, like that the black man was going to his apartment in St. Louis. The woman, you know, I think she oh, yeah. her job. But okay, you lose your job. Somebody with the extra pumpkin spice, extra mail, Chuck, gonna hire you for another job. There's something the civic needs to happen. But you know, you put like a yeah. a big fine on somebody for reporting. A crime that's not a crime. Oh, that that might be a deterrent to be like, hey, I'm not gonna do this because I don't want a certain amount of money so, to come out of my pocket. Bro, I think that I think I, honestly, I think it's the same. So, like, I have an alarm system on my house. You get one time for a false for a false alarm. If your alarm goes off and they have to send out the police or fire department or whomever for a second time, you get fined for that. Yeah, you have to pay a fine for that. So I think I think this is the same. In my opinion, it's the same. You are falsely, you know, you have a false alarm. You have a false accusation. This is un um, unproductive use or, or or good use of our you know civil servants, our officers' time to have to come and deal with this crap. Now I'm sure that there are a few officers that get a kick out of it. The uh, we, you also cannot babysit kids that are not of the same color or race as you. Also, Mike J. While black. Um, so, and just like the, the the gentleman who was babysitting the two um, white kids, and the lady was harassing him, talking to him, she followed this man. And then the pol- police came out. The kids were like, "No, he's our babysitter." Police came out. They're yeah. questioning the kids and questioning him and all that type of stuff. It's like, 
some of the police are, are very, you know, in tune and like, okay, this is ridiculous. But there are others that seem to get a kick out of it and say, okay, yeah, we're going to just kind of push the envelope on this. So, but I do think that there should be a fine uh, for, for all of these things to try to deter. Because it's, it's, honestly, I'm not going to say it's getting out of hand. It's, it's beyond out of hand at this yeah. point. Can't, I mean, it's just like I said, while black, it's, just, it's, it's so many things to limit us. And, you know, we just want to basically be, you know, be productive members of society and be left the hell alone. But, you know, and I, so it's, just, it's frustrating having to keep talking about the same thing every week. But I feel like this is some things you just might not catch. And we also, you know, want to yeah. show us be able to talk about, you know, we could talk about from talk about from Mark Morrison and my me wanting to mink coat, but we also want to be able to throw in some of this political stuff and this the fact to be able to stand up. So let's exactly. jump into the let's jump to the twizzle. Or should I say take a knee with cap. Hey man. <laughs> yeah, that was interesting. We'll talk we'll talk about uh we'll talk about Malcolm Coming up soon. later. But hey man, I want you to talk about this thing in uh, Coral Springs because we talked about it in Florida. So go ahead about the cops with the uh, young sister getting beat on. Yeah, man. So th- there was a there was a uh, viral video. It's a viral video currently and um, the story came out, but uh, the, these police officers, um, all of them, can sit on a they can sit on a Twizzler. Uh, so the, these police officers, I can't remember exactly why uh, they were called. I think it might have been disturbance uh, in the neighborhoods or disorderly conduct or something like that. Nonetheless, there were two officers. Um, they had this young black girl. I believe she was 16 years old. Um, one officer had her pinned down. Her arms were up, up, up under her, like up under her torso and her body. So she could not, you know, get her arms free to, you know, swing or be violent or aggressive as they probably were going to try to say that she was. It, it clearly shows that all of her weight um, and not just her weight, but the first officer's body weight was on her. So she really could not move except her legs. Uh, but then there's a second officer that's, uh, that's putting his body weight on her as well. But he is proceeding to punch her like literally punching her with a closed fist in her thigh hip buttock area and, and no way there's there's no explanation for it like he's literally punching her i guess he's trying to say in an effort to subdue her or to calm her down but i don't think that punching someone is actually a calming type of uh, situation or something that's going to calm the scenario down um so for, for those coral spring cops number one i hope that they lose their jobs uh, and I don't say that very often but I hope these individuals have no no uh, no business uh, trying to quote unquote protect and serve or, or be responding to anything I hope they lose their job I hope that they are not only as Mike J said socially shamed or publicly shamed but there needs to be some penalty against these cops um, at least assault uh, not on a police officer but by a police officer um, because there's no reason at all that there's there's no from that video they were not trying to de-escalate the 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 situation at all he's literally punching a 16 year old woman female with a closed fist while she cannot defend herself or while she is is subdued there's no call for that man so not at all they can sit on the twizzler and i'm only and i'm just going i'm not going to waste a lot of time we're giving them a creative twizzler they 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 can actually you know kick kick rocks i don't i don't wish too much um, ill will on people, um, but if that had been my daughter, there would have definitely been some other asses getting kicked because that's it's just ridiculous, man. So those punk asses can sit on the Twizzler, and we don't carry on with our podcast. 
All right, man. So let's get to sports, bro. I mean, I I think you summed it up perfectly, man. I just I saw that and was appalled. But let's let's get to yeah, sports, appalled. man. So, man, I saw Eric Reed and Malcolm Jenkins, man. You know, I know they've been kind of – they fell out over this whole situation of kneeling and Eric Reed calling him a neo-colonialist. And, you know, and Malcolm Jenkins, you feel like he tried to basically take the money from the NFL with that shutting those other guys out, man. But what was your thought when you first saw that, man? Uh, my first thought was that I wish that it was handled differently. Um, I understand both brothers' point of view. Um, and I understand where they where both are coming from. Um, my very my initial thought was that I wish that it could have been handled differently. Um, I think that both of them had emotions uh, that and they both were you know aggressive uh, at, at the moment. Um, but I think that they that both of those brothers are are very intelligent. And I think that in in other circumstances there there could have been a, a, a the possibility of them sitting down and talking out these differences. Uh, behind closed doors or with a moderator or something like that. I just didn't, I didn't like seeing that uh, play out on the field, uh, excuse me, play out on the field um, as they, as it did, um, just because I think that it adds fuel to the fire of, of certain individuals base um, that all oh, these, these are animals or, or whatever he called them. Uh, I can't remember the exact words, whatever your president called NFL uh, players. I, I call them sons I think, of, he called them sons of bitches. Yeah, I think it just adds fuel to that fire unnecessarily. But like I said, I, uh, both both Malcolm Jenks and Eric Reed are, are very intelligent individuals, very intelligent brothers. And like my initial thought was, I just wish it would have been able to be handled a little bit differently. Because like I, said, I understand both points of view, both perspectives. Um, I, I would just like to see it handled differently. That's all. Yeah, same here, man. I mean, the good thing is they're both on defense, so they didn't have to, like, play against each other because they would have definitely right. – if they would have got to, like, pushing and shoving on the field, and not even about that situation, but just the fact of, you know, football's emotional game, they people would have took that sure. little – that little blurb and they would have made that – they would have made that the narrative because, you know, folks love to take a five-second sound bite on people and make that – change the narrative from the fact of really discussing people of color, you know, being beat by police, which we just discussed in Coral Springs, Florida. But – um. So then let me ask yeah. you a question, man. So I see, I see the Cowboys made a trade for Mari Cooper, man. If so, I'm not. I know you're not a Cowboys fan, but you know, if you, what do you think about that, man? Would you make that trade for Mari Cooper? Yeah, I mean, if if I'm a if I'm a coach or an owner, um, you know, I want to be aggressive and I want to try to win. Um, and, and if that's a if that's a good, you know, if I feel that that's a good move for me to try to win now and be competitive now. Um, like I said, I understand that you got to grow and there's a process involved in certain aspects, but um, they they had a deficiency, a big deficiency right now. I, don't, I think Cole Beasley is solid. I don't think he's a number one. Honestly, I don't feel like Amari Cooper's a number one, but I think that he gives them a little something extra, um, something more than what they had um, currently. So my opinion, for, for me, I would have made the trade because I was like, you know, hey, let's try to win now. We've got – you know, a decent enough quarterback. You know, we've got one of the top running backs. Our defense is serviceable. Um, our offensive line is it's a shell of its former self, but it's still pretty solid. It's pretty good. Uh, we just got to we just got to keep guys from we got to keep teams, should I say, from having eight nine guys in the box to, to load up on Zeke. We got to spread it out to them. So I would have made the trade just to just to try to be aggressive and go for you know try to win now. 
Yeah, for the bird. I mean, the bird in hand is what they might say, because you know, at least you know you yeah. got Amari Cooper. I mean, he had a good year, and then when he came into the league, and as the Raiders start stinking it up, and David Carr, which is somebody I'm not particularly high on, uh, I, yeah. uh, he just kind of he's he struggled, man. So I don't know. It's gonna be interesting what the Raiders do with these draft picks. I think between 2019 and 2020, they had five first round picks. So. Yeah, it'd be interesting, man. You know, I always thought John Gruden was overrated. You know, running that offense from like the late '90s and early 2000s, Spider Banana, whatever he would say, basically, you know, a little you know play action pass to the fullback. So it would be, it'll yeah. be interesting to see how he evolves <laughs> as a coach because I feel like dude is overrated, man. I mean, I feel like Dungy left him a championship team. He walked into it. Agreed. And then, you know, that's really, you know, it after that, he didn't do too much. So, you know, it'll be interesting to see what – I feel like he's super overrated for one Super Bowl, man. But, but man, let's jump into what I, we really want to discuss, man. Bro, what was your thoughts when you seen Chris Paul and Ray John Rambo? Man, uh, I didn't see it until, like, the next morning. Number one, I saw, like, all the stuff in the group chat, <laughs> in the group text. Um, but then I started seeing stuff on social media, and I was like, man, uh, okay, so this is what, the third game, fourth game of the season? We already scrapping? All right, you know. I don't – you know, I'm not, I'm, not a, I'm not a huge proponent of, you know, fighting or whatnot, but I, I know – I, 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 like I like the competitor. That's I like the different. competitive nature. I like – yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know that we differ on that. <laughs> I'm not uh, – but, but I, I, I'm a person. I like the I like the competitive nature. I like that you know guys are, are playing their heart, leaving it on the on the court and all that type of stuff. So, uh, I, my only thoughts on it was that uh, a lot of people were like, "Oh man, you know Rondo too. Rondo uh, piece piece Paul up, and he did get a he did get a good uh, first punch in." But I don't think that people realize that Chris Paul actually got a good, nice little two piece in. He got a little oh, uppercut yeah, yeah. and and. and and, you know, and a little jab in, and he connected on both of them. So yeah. I don't think that people saw that. Who throws an uppercut in a regular fight without – I ain't – only time you see an uppercut <laughs> is in a boxing ring or MMA or kickboxing or something hey, man. like that. Yo, you know, Chris Paul got to be a dude on a whole nother level to be like, oh, word, yo, dude, snuff me with this right hand. Yo, eat this jab <laughs> and eat this jab and uppercut. Because, you know, uppercut, what yeah. <laughs> yo, he stepped hey, into it too. He stepped, I was gonna say he stepped into it too, but I think that, that just goes to show how cerebral Chris Paul is. Like, I mean, he's just a, he's that type of basketball player. He's he's a he's a thinker. He's he's a true point guard. Not saying that Rondo isn't. I think Rondo is as well. But you know, Chris, Chris Paul might be. He might have a little Marvin Harrison in him, man. He might whoop your ass, and you just don't even realize it. Hey, man. So let me ask you this. So you know they had the little fisticuffs, and before we before we talk about Brandon Ingram uh, taking all his frustration <laughs> out throwing that random ass punch. So, <laughs> but let's go back to Carmelo saying that ain't you know that ain't what dudes do. But I remember Carmelo stealing off on Marty Collins, you know, snuffing him with the sucker punch when yeah. all when it was all over, and him like backing up and Jerry Jeffries, Bloomington, Indiana, in the house running down on Melo, man. So. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yo, man. But but what I really want to ask you. So, what do you think about that? Then people are talking about LeBron should have been with his teammates, and he stepped in to like you know the whole Chris Paul. I guess just to, to stand up for Chris. I don't know what stand up for Chris Paul. I just think he just stepped in. He's try to try to prevent anything else from going on, man. So, what do you think about that's it? A, that, that, that's exactly what I think. I, I think that people are making something out of nothing. In my opinion, if you look at the footage. Uh, LeBron was standing right there. 
and he was facing Chris Paul and he was closest to Chris Paul. All LeBron did was he literally got in between them and started pushing Chris Paul away. Like, like, like that's all he did. He was trying to break up the fight. That's it. I don't think that he was in his mind like, oh, this is my best friend or my kid's godfather and all the other shit that people were saying about it. LeBron literally was trying to keep what keep it from escalating further. That's it. And I don't think it had anything to do with anything else, in my opinion. Because, like I said, he he was standing right there, and he was standing closer to Chris Paul. If I'm trying to break up a fight, if I am going to break up a fight, I'm naturally going to grab the person who's closest to me to try to intervene. That it, that just is what it is. And I think that that's how LeBron. I just think people are trying to read too much into it. And there are a lot of people that want to try to make LeBron out to be, you know, this ass or scapegoat or bad guy or oh, he's this or that. In this situation, all LeBron did was try to break up a fight, and he grabbed the person that was closest to him and tried to de-escalate the situation. That's it. Yeah, man. I don't I, like. I, I agree with you, man. I don't think it was that deep. That would be like if you and I were on opposing teams, and I'm getting into a, a kerfuffle with some cats, and then you kind of yeah. step in to try to sit back and hold me back. The difference is, you know, like you know, I'm like I weigh a lot more than you, so you know, you might mm-hmm. get like tossed out the paint, and so I can get back to some ruckus. But you know, I don't <laughs> <laughs> but then again, I. Ain't gonna, I ain't, I ain't gonna lie, bro. You had that Bulls jersey. You, know, you my brother. We could talk it out later. Yeah, I'm coming in like, like Shawn Michaels did, Marty Shetty, handshaking. And like, as soon as you turn around, the kick to the face. Damn. All for the Bulls fandom. All for the Bulls. <laughs> Damn, y'all. Y'all just heard Mike. Y'all just heard Mike Jay say he was snuck his best friend because I was wearing a Bulls jersey. <laughs> and we, hey, you know how competitive I am. Hey, I go for the win, bro. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey my girl trying to take your boy they trying to take your boy out, y'all. Hey man, we can talk about <laughs> hey, we've been we've been boys almost thirty years, bro. We can talk about that later, man. Oh, put it like this. You know how see this this cat, he talks like he ain't competitive and all this type of stuff. He's the worst, he's the sneaky type of competitive guy. Like, <laughs> like all right, so let, let's let me give y'all a little inside behind it was the inside baseball. So this cat hits me up the other day and was like, yo. Like, you know, because, you know, I I had been kind of, like, not into the NFL and, like, not doing any fantasy football, but I forgot that I was in the league. So he was just like, yo, man. We this, have, this, like, this dude trying to throw out all the secrets. No, no, no. So, no, so I'm just going to keep it real. We, you know, we keep it on the podcast. So then he was just like, yo, what about Saquon Barkley and somebody else he tell I was like, nigga, what are you talking about? Like, you know, I, I was kind of irritated. You know, I was like, you know, I'm getting over this, like, fantasy what are you talking about? Saquon Barkley and somebody else. I'm just like, you know, I started sending him to the FOH. Fuck out of here with that. Because I didn't know what he was talking about. But he was like, you know, you were such and such. And he was like, yo. So I was like, I ain't doing it. He was just like, well, it'll be easy for you. So I was like, yo. I said, well, renounce your Bulls fandom. <laughs> I y'all see how deep-rooted by Jay's hatred is for the Bulls. Hey, man, I just, I just thought it was funny because I figured, like, if you want to make it, you know, in the cult, the great tip of Clifford Harris, is you happy? <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> but he was say, Saquon Barkley still on my team. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but I just thought, I thought that was funny, man. But, let me, hey, man, so what do you think about, about Brandon Ingram, bro? You think that nigga's frustrated because people talking about his game? Because that just came out out the blue. <laughs> Yeah, man, I I, don't, I really don't know what to make of Brandon Ingram, to be honest. Like, I I, I think that he was just frustrated. I, I think that he didn't really, didn't know how to 
excuse me, deal with it. You know, James Harden, he he's one of the top players in the league for a reason. He's able to create contact. He's able to do, you know, do those little things that can kind of get to you, get under your skin, but the rest getting the call because, you know what I mean? It's, it's kind of like I instigated it, but the teacher caught you. And that's kind of, you know, a little bit of his game, you know, good, bad, or indifferent. He's one of the best in the game. He's the MVP. But he's going to get some calls, especially against the young fellas. So I think the brand Ingram just didn't realize, did not, doesn't, did not know how to handle it at the moment and, and is just going to have to get better at that, you know, as his NBA career progresses. I think Brandon Ingram's a great talent. I think he's going to have a long, you know, career in the NBA. You just got to get over that mental hump. Yeah, man. You know, also never forget, man, that brother's from Kingston, South, uh, North Carolina, man, the home of, like, Jerry Stackhouse and, like, you know, James Worthy. You know, Brandon Ingram should have went to North Carolina, UNC, but, you know, that's neither here nor there. But, uh, yeah. hey, man, you know, you never – you never, plus you never know what type of environments these cats come from, man. Kingston is rough. So, you know, it's crazy. Yeah, Brandon Ingram might bite you. Yeah, man, he do got that animal look to him, boy. It looked like he, he kind of got that rabid animal look. Like, you ever see, like, you know, you watch on YouTube, you see, like, they be killing them rats and stuff, but they be having, like, you know, rabies and stuff. <laughs> That's how he kind of reminds me of. Like, he, like, bites you, and then, like, he start foaming at the mouth like a rabid dog. So. <laughs> hey, yeah, now you got Brandon Ingram microwaving cats. <laughs> hey, bro, you swing, you swing from like eight feet away, bro, with some dreads. I don't know what you might be on, man. <laughs> hey, man, be- before before we transition into the next topic, bro, I need to ask you this question. Go ahead. Who do you think had the Who you think had the longest punch? The Brandon Ingram punch, or that Jermaine O'Neal baseball oh, slide during oh, the mouth oh, of the that palace? J- oh, that J- and that JL thing. Shout out to the Pacers, man. We, hey, like I said, I'm been a Pacer fan all my life. We ain't got no championship, but we. Whoop ass on the court. We ain't taking we take no <laughs> shit on the court. Hey man, the difference. Hey, shout out to Stack Five, Stephen hey. Jackson. <laughs> hey man, put like this. Jl like seven foot. He he knocked the nigga out my height. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> the fact. <laughs> Yo man, I watched it live when I got home. Man, I watched it. We had to do like, and we yeah, don't get, we don't get into it like the whole. Malice from the palace, but I gotta go with J.O. because the slide made the knockout punch even more. Cause we watched him, and then my, my, my man slid. He made him hitting him on the chin. Cause if he wouldn't have hit, if he wouldn't have slid, he probably would have like hit him on the top of the head like those little things that showbiz. You get the little mallet, your kids like hit the little moles and stuff, whack a mole. But yo, when he slid hey, on, when he slid on that damn beard that got thrown on Jonathan Bender, <laughs> he slid right to the damn punch. <laughs> Hey man, that has to be one of the cleanest snuffs that I've ever seen, man. Oh. Shout out to JO. Hey man, yeah. it was clean. You you a seven foot professional athlete. You hit a dude that's like <laughs> that's like five nine <laughs> and oh. like a like a regular everyday joke. <laughs> hey man, he took, <laughs> he took that dude out, bro. <laughs> oh, he slid too, boy, with the damn with the damn headband on. But yeah, man. But uh, also, what's been going around the social media thing is, you know, footage of Kareem uh, Blue Jabbar getting the elbow by Kent Benson, getting it gathering himself oh. and knocking Kent Benson out. I think he ended up breaking Kent Benson's jaw. Yo, yeah, he Kareem's broke his jaw. like seven two and was like in the martial arts. You know, Kareem. Hey, you know, he, happy. You know, shout outs. What's the what's the dude, man? To be uh, Tariq Nasheed. To be talking about the spirit of Ogun when black people get fed up. Oh, hitting with the nation of Islam. Yeah, he hitting with the nation of Islam. Farrakhan, right hand dog. <laughs> Nigga, put him on the floor. Oh. 
he's honorary fruit. Hey, <laughs> well, hey, you know, hey, you know, hey, dog, you know, like I, after having to gather yourself, and then and also in the back, cream had them super huggers on, <laughs> gathering himself and bending over, like <laughs> catching his breath and taking like three steps and like snuffing. Yo, <laughs> yeah, that's that's that snuff was crazy. How you get snuffed yeah, by man. a man with a receding hairline, some nut huggers on, and Goggle. <laughs> goggles, nigga. <laughs> Cap. <laughs> Yo. Hey, man. Cap wasn't no, he wasn't no plaything, man. Oh, no, not at all. But, man, let me ask you this before we jump off this Rondo, Chris Powell thing. I read, man, they said that Chris Powell's wife and Rondo, Rondo's uh, girlfriend pushed Chris Powell's wife in the stands. I think that adds a oh, whole I didn't, other. Oh, I didn't hear about yeah, that. Yeah, man, I read it on CNN, man. Uh, you know, that's not my bad. <laughs> Excuse me, Sports Illustrated. <laughs> Excuse me, and uh, it said it. I guess they, you know, they were all, you know, all the wives sitting and girlfriends sitting in a certain area. Is a uh, Rondo's uh, lady pushed Chris Paul's wife? Now I don't know if Chris Paul's Man. wife said anything. I don't even care at this point. If I'm Chris Paul, yo, we got to run this back. We got to run this like after the season or something, bro. Ain't, Are you saying like like a mix? Like a mixed tag team? <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm talking about one-on-one, bro, one-on-one. one-on-one. Oh, I thought so, you were talking about having, having Rondo, Rondo and his girlfriend versus Chris Paul and his wife, like, nah, a, nah, like, nah. like a mixed martial nah, arts fight. No, no, no. We got we, <laughs> hey, uh, we got we got to handle this one-on-one, dog. And, you know, that's that's a no-go. You can say whatever you want about me. You can do whatever you want. You know, you, there, there's going to be a limit. But when my woman is involved, oh, hell no. Hell, I'm dealing with a gap two bastard now that I'm that you know I'm trying not to put my hands on. Looking for, you know what I'm saying, for, for disrespect, disrespecting and disrespecting my queen and everything. And you know I'll fuck you up, boy. And you know I will. You know I will. You know what I'm saying? But I'm I'm past I'm trying to get past that. But you can't you can't this you guy. can't be nah, you know I'm i I'm dead ass when it comes to that. Hell. Hell, you seen me fighting like the fifth. No, I'm talking about him. I know, <laughs> oh, who, yeah. I know who you're talking about. That's why yeah. I said him, this guy, yeah, that guy, <laughs> <laughs> that guy. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, can you imagine? Like, you know, I, I've been knowing your, I've been knowing your queen, man, since we was kids. Can you imagine, like, a uh, because you know you get into it with somebody else in basketball, not the streets, basketball, mm-hmm. that she pushed your yeah. queen. You gonna want to no. fight the dude? No, this is yeah, 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 yeah. I was gonna say, yeah, it, it just is what it is. It's, it's gonna be. In the uh, in the uh, excuse me, in the immortal words of Dean Big Brother Almighty, we're going to come to blows. Yeah, there's no, there's no, ain't no talking after that point, man. So I don't, I don't know. This ain't, I don't know if we could. Just, I feel, I feel like that's been beyond now. If she says some stuff to get out of pocket, I might have to pull her to the side. Like, yo, you need to chill. But I feel like if to me, I think this Chris Paul and Rondo thing been simmering for a while. I don't think this is a one-off. You know what I mean? I think this has been simmering oh, yeah, for a long I think time. So I just seen Chris Paul, you know, low blow Julius Hodge when he's at Wake Forest. I seen Rondo like you know trying to like kick you know kick somebody in the head when he's at Kentucky, similar to how. On Hart did the roundhouse kick on Shawn Michaels back in the day, and he put him out of the WWF. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, this, these two niggas is dirty. Let's just keep it real. I don't. Ain't nothing no, yeah. About, nothing about Chris Paul and Rajon Rondo that says clean basketball player. Great basketball player, but nothing says clean. All right. So you yeah, know you get man, to these guys, man. So I, I feel like they need to have like you know a fight to the finish. You know, just go ahead, yeah. man. After the season, go ahead, knuckle up, and, and you know, and get you, you know, shoot the fair one, shoot the five, catch the fade, however you wanna, however you wanna get it, man. But uh, it's definitely one of those things. 
But, you know, y'all let us know what y'all think about that. I think that when the women get involved, and I'm not a sexist, I just feel like that's just a whole, a whole nother level, man. I don't, I don't even want that type of energy around around my family. Right. So, me, whatever, it's whatever. And I'm not trying to be tough, guys. I, I feel like I'm a man. I can handle it. But the women, no. Nah. Right. No, I dig it. So let me ask you this, man. We can kind of transition after we get out for sports to, to this. But I want to get your opinion. You have a son. And, uh, you know, I've been, what do you think about this whole G League thing? So, you know, now so it's like they, they're saying that for certain, you know, if they deem you as an NBA talent instead of going to college, you could go, you could send your, your kid could go to the G League for $125,000 for one year. What do you think about that? Uh, I don't know. Like I said, I would, um, A, if my son is that age um, and he's going into adulthood, I would do the same thing with him that I do now. Uh, try to try to talk to him, coach him, uh, make sure that he's evaluated the situation thoroughly. Uh, but ultimately, the decision would be up to him. Uh, he's he's you know going to be a grown man or whatnot, and I would support him in whatever decision that he made. But I would try to be that father figure and um, just make sure that he's evaluated things as clearly as possible. Um, but again, I can't I can't live his life for him. Um, so I, I would support him in whatever decision he made and just try to make sure that he makes, you know, good decisions and, and try to support him in whatever that decision is. All right. So, so I, mean, I, I think I think it's fair. So let's dig into this. We get let's take a little few minutes. So you're an Arizona Wildcat fan, right? Yes, sir. So your team's been caught, you know, by the feds, you know, giving yes, players sir. money. So I feel in my in my opinion, you know, you're an Arizona Wildcat fan, you know, y'all been caught, you know, y'all coaches on there talking about the money, man. I feel like I want my if I if it was about the money, I want my son to go to college because I feel like he's gonna make more than $125,000 a year to go to college. Yeah. And I feel yeah. like and I feel like this whole G League setup is not the it's gonna it's gonna be hurtful to those players because yeah, I think the G League is full of guys trying to get to the NBA. And it's not like you yeah. go to the G League and you stay one year and then you go to like your the home team because you go into the draft. So what's gonna how's my how's my kid gonna develop basketball wise? Even take all the like the mm-hmm. the you know growing off the course of basketball wise. If I'm the if he's a shooting guard, why am I gonna pass it to him? I'm trying to I'm trying to show the scouts what I got my game. And plus you're yeah. Arizona Wildcat fan. Your team's been known to offer money, so you know. How much money would it take from Arizona <laughs> allegedly to get your son to commit? Forty thousand, fifty thousand. If my son was going to take money, uh, or you know, if he was looking for money, I would tell him to go to the G League if that's what he wanted to do. If he, if that was his his sole, you know, product or sole, you know, whatever. If it was money, don't don't do it illegally and get caught by the feds or with these schools or whatever. If, if money is your motive, go ahead, and go to the G League. Um, like I said, I, I, I would try to uh, do exactly as I do now, try to instill substance into my boys. Um, and, and, but I also want them to be able to make a decision. And sometimes they're going to, they're going to have to make a tough decision and sometimes they're going to make the wrong decision. Um, and they need to learn how to cope with the decisions that they make, um, deal and handle decisions that they make, um, and continue to move forward in life, you know, from that. So, if, if I, I would, I prefer if it's me speaking, I prefer that my son goes to college, uh, gets his education, plays his, you know, plays his, you know, position or whatnot on the team, so forth, and, and go that route. That's what I would prefer. Uh, but again, I can't live his life for him. So if he wanted to go to the G League and make one hundred twenty-five thousand and 
you know, uh, go to University of Phoenix while he's doing that, get a degree. I, I, I would support that. I mean, I, I want my, I want my boys to learn that life lesson that every decision has something that's going to follow it, and, and how you, how you bounce back and handle that decision and everything that follows follows it is is what what matters. All right, man. And then I'll, and I'll close this out. Me personally, if it was me, if I was in Esca, I surely wouldn't want to be the man in the college towns and be the man in like Fort Wayne. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Socially, yeah, I yeah. feel like, man, I don't, you know, that would be a lot. I mean, I worked with like adults when I was like 16, 17, and I feel like the outcasts, they were cool. Don't get me wrong. But it was just like, we didn't have anything in common, but you know, right. that's, you know, that's just, it was just interesting. So I wanted to get your opinion on that, man. So, so let's, no doubt, bro. so let's kick into the sun, man. I know we've been kicked around, you know, we think about a new segment on the show. It's called regret the grown man is regrets. So this isn't going to be like, you know, what's getting, it might be, I couldn't say that, but it, it's not going to be probably primarily like us talking about like, you know, these deep things that are going on in our lives. We want to make it include, you know, include our listeners, our, our peoples. So, man, I was just thinking the other day, like, yo, we both, we are, we're, we're kids of BT, right? So, I mean, give me two, yeah. Music, yeah, give me two music videos, bro, that you wish you could have been in and why. Um, I wish I would have been in Tip Drill for obvious reasons. All right. Um, I wish I could have been on set for that. Um, and then I would, I would probably say I wish I was on set for uh, Big Pimpin' with, with UGK and Jay-Z. Um, and not, uh, of course, there was all kinds of um, individuals around that were attractive and whatnot, but I'm a UGK fan. Um, I, I'm a Jay-Z fan, too. I'm a bigger, bigger UGK fan, but I think it would have been interesting to be in the room um, with <clears throat> individuals like Jay-Z, like Bun B, like Pimp C. All of them brought something, brought and bring something very unique. Uh, to the game, but also to our community uh, as a whole, like the black community, the hip hop community, just in general. Um, and it would have been interesting to be around uh, those three um, different, very different men, but kind of the same, you know, kind of the same in many aspects. And just to kind of, you know, listen to conversations and, and see how what their approaches are um, to, to life and to, to their craft. A third music video, if I, if I can, a third music video would have been um, Q-Tip's Vibrant Thing. Um, I, that's, I, I've always liked that song. I always liked that video. Um, so I think that that would have been another video that I would have been in or, or that would have wanted to be in just for the fun aspect. All right, man. So for me, the first one would be Real Compton City G's. Yo, cause back in the day, oh, y'all, you know, back, back in the day, y'all, I had on, I had some red jeans, a flannel, a gold chain, and a, and a turtleneck, and I feel like that. All I needed was to take the turtleneck off and some fake Jodeci boots. I'd have been right there, you know, lined up with Easy E. But I wanted to be the dude to be like, yo, Easy, they tried to fade you on Drake Day. I want to have his part. <laughs> You know, and then that's when easy made <laughs> every day. I definitely want to be a real time titty G's, and I feel like you know, I always wonder if it was like hot as hell under that flannel because easy had a curl and a flannel. So I always wondered, like, did he sweat out his curl on set because he's in California? It's probably hot as hell. They do had a flannel all, or he had a flannel button all the way up to his top butt to his top lip. I always want to be in that video. <laughs> And the second one, it'd probably be um, Pussy Poppin'. You know, man, I'd back back oh, out. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, Jameson Brewer, former Indiana Pacer. I, uh, I remember, yeah, I remember, <laughs> I remember seeing him, you know, in the video, and then I ended up seeing him at a nightclub 
you know, Indianapolis, and he had his Pacer uh, practice uniform, his Pacer warm-up on <coughs> in the clubs, you know, so everybody knew he paid for the places. So I feel like that'd be an interesting video, you know. I feel like Atlanta's a great city. They had a lot of young ladies that they needed to get their college tuition paid for, and uh, I, mean, I don't like the song. So, hey. <laughs> so that's one of the things we will kind of regret that you know as far as <coughs> you know videos we can be in and we'll, we'll jump deeper into these episodes man i just think it was something fun to, to talk about and one more regret bro what album do you regret buying not streaming because you know we, we didn't grow up in a streaming ass we grew up in a buying albums bro so what album do you regret buying Oh, uh, the the <clears throat> excuse me. I regret buying that first damn uh, Kane and Abel album off of No Limit. Oh yeah, I forgot. Oh, you were. I, I forgot can't you think the, the the green the the one with the, like a green album cover. Is that the one they said they had, they got more pussy than the Pointer Sisters? Yes, yes. <coughs> whatever that whatever the hell album that was. I can't even think of the damn name of it. Oh my god, that that damn album was just freaking ass butter like uh, that album was terrible terrible i remember uh yeah, yeah man i remember i remember that mug i just can't remember what it was called i'm gonna have to i'm gonna look it up real quick and look under the yeah that's what, I, that's what i that's what that's what i did now am i my brother's keeper uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what it's called yeah am i my brother's keeper oh my god that <laughs> man yeah. that bad boy that, that bad boy should not have even with copper uh, like yeah. that that mug went gold terrible so. album Ugh. Man. Yeah, I regret buying that album. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a couple for me, man. Uh, uh, I mean, I I I remember buying. I mean, looking back now, ooh, it's, I got I got a few of them. But uh, man, one of them I regret buying was at the second Noriega album, the Melvin Flint one. Yeah, I didn't like that one oh, at all. Yeah. Uh, let me see. Yeah. I I regretted buying the G Code Juvenile. So I like I like for him, but I guess I expected it to be 400 degrees. But you know, G could yeah. I just didn't, didn't like it. And third, man, I, I bought the second Diddy album, Forever Joint. Yo, when, when my man said I bought I bust shots out the Bentley Coupe, I said, oh damn, it's this this set this set this set the damn tone for the damn album. Cause no way out was good, but this the Forever Joint with the PE 2000, garbage, yeah, terrible, garbage, terrible. Yeah, man. So, hey, man. So, hey, man. So, what you bumping right now, man? Like, what you like? What you just like listening to? Oh man. Um, let's see. I, I, I am peeping out that new Mario album. Um, can't think of what's called. Dancing something. Dancing shadows. Um, that new Mario album just came out. That it's been pretty dope from from what I've been from what I've heard. I'm I, I have about three or four songs that I have not listened to yet. Um, but from what I've heard, uh, that's been pretty. <clears throat> excuse me, that's been pretty dope. Um, I am still on my Daniel Caesar kick. Uh, I, I definitely been listening to Daniel Caesar from the R for, for the R and B groove. Um, for the for the rap, hey man, I want to get, I want to put y'all on to to this uh, UK rap, this UK drill rap, man. If y'all are not listening to it, man, these cats for real and shout out to my big homie cliff man he put me onto quite a few of these cats but when they got uh, d block europe um this is cat called young bane he's got this song called life all this is on spotify man um that 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 song goes bruh um there's a song called tomorrow ain't promised <clears throat> excuse me uh it's got mozzie um uh, cat named mozzie uh rex life raj boot a little boosties on here 
but this cat Mozzie uh, and D Block Europe, yo, like they they are bringing the damn heat, man. So if y'all not listening to some of this UK rap, <clears throat> y- y'all definitely need to be put on. Um, oh, and then another another cut called Praise the Lord is ASAP Rocky and this UK cat called Skepta. Yo, that's a banger too. So um, if you're listening to rap or whatnot, I definitely recommend some of that, some of this UK type rap that, that's, that's been coming out. These guys are flowing. Uh, the production is insane. Uh, but moreover, I, I've really been on my R&B groove here lately. And like I said, you know, I, I've, I've been, I've been trickled in some internet uh some uh some luke james um i've been listening to uh, he got this song called these arms uh, that's been my little cut here lately um real ass nigga by miguel from the superfly album like i've been on that here lately so just a just a combination of things that like i said the, the uk stuff the rap has been intermittent i've been moody you know here lately just about a different little crazy stuff that's going on but for those that know me you know i, I stay on the r&b type groove so what about you, Mike J, man? What you got? What you bumping in the ear? Uh, actually, man, I was listening to this brother named Reason. He's uh he's in TDE camp. He got a nice little album, man. He's from Cali. He's rapping his ass off. He's uh he's, it's pretty tight. Um, let me see. There's a I need to get into. I see Raheem Devon had a new one. I just hadn't gotten to it yet. You know, it's just so much music hmm. now with streaming. It's like you really it's so you just get overwhelmed with stuff. Uh, actually, I listen to this young kid called Trans Lee. He's like a part of. He's in with Grand Hustle, young cat. He can flow, mm-hmm. man. He got a nice little flow to him. But you know, I hear you know you get so much nice stuff streaming that you just pick up different things, man. So, and for me, man, I'm you know I, I might go back to some baby facials, and this kind of really just depends on the mood I'm in, you know, for that for that day. You know, I will sit back and listen to some. I was putting together a New Jack Swing mix the other day, so still haven't finished it. So that's I'm more of a person that's I like playlists, so. That's just kind of what I'm on. <clears throat> kind of my mood dictates how I'm going. Are you, now, now, if you're talking about throwback, yeah, now, now, uh, just just last night I was listening to LTD's Love Ballad. So if you want to throw that out there? <laughs> you're damn right. It came in ding, ding, ding. Yeah, but yeah, I, you know, I'm, one, I'm one of those people, man. I, I just whatever it is, you might have seen me, you know, rock rock some prints a lot of times too, but. But new stuff, man. That's just I just got a lot of stuff I want to get to, man. I I haven't got to that Daniel Caesar yet. It's just you just get overwhelmed with so much music since you know you're only paying ten dollars yeah. for it. But but man, so let's go ahead and almost finish this bad boy up, man. So it's been uh, six years since Good Kid, Mad City dropped, bro. I know I I, I think you're a Kendrick. Are you a Kendrick fan? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I dig. I, I fuck with Kendrick. Yes, hey, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, because I had heard of him a little bit for Section 80, man, but I didn't know a lot, a lot about mm-hmm. him. Now, listen to this. I said, oh, yo, this dude is like rapping, rapping. But, uh, yeah, no. <laughs> rapping, rapping. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man, that's that's probably what Rondo, that's probably what, uh, what Chris Paul and Rondo thought. Are we fighting, fighting? <laughs> yo, he right. <laughs> I just thought we was going to do the NBA thing like Jalen Rose said, hold me back. But, nah, they fighting, fighting. You know, Kendrick was, is rapping, rapping, man. That's a shout out to TD. That's one of my favorite rap crews, but neither here nor there. But uh, yo, man, so give me your favorite songs off of uh, off a of, uh, Good Kid, Mad City. Uh, let's see. I think that was Poetic Justice on that album. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, Poetic Justice was uh, that was one of my uh, uh, faves for me. Um, I did get into to uh, Kill My Vibe. Uh, that was another cut that I loved, liked. Um, I like the the joint Compton that was on there too. Those are probably my, those are probably my top three. 
Yeah, for me it was Black Off Boy. Album. Black Boy Fly, The Recipe. Uh, those like my two like favorites favorites on there. That's like Black Boy Fly is my favorite on the it's on the whole album. It's, it's on the, it's on the bonus track, but that's like my favorite off the mm-hmm. whole album. He's spitting some real stuff on there, and then like I like that Sing for Me song too. That's a dope. That's a dope track, man. But what's your favorite Kendrick album? Um, I probably have to say Damn. I know it's gonna be. I know a lot of people be like, Ah, oh, you need to go back to some of his early stuff. But for me, I, I like Damn. I like. To me, there was a lot talked about on Damn, um, and it was various uh, various types of flow that he had, um, various topics throughout the different songs, um, some very political, some kind of just, you know, with, with the vibe and the play things. I, I don't know. Like, to me, it, I felt like for, for me, for Bowtie Fresh, it was, it was a complete album. I liked the, just the versatility of the album. Yeah, I like. I mean, Kendrick movie uh, music man puts me in the mood. Like uh, to to pimp a butterfly was really good, but it was really dark. Yeah, uh, you know, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like sonically, it was really dark. So I mean, this his music. Like for me, like to to like I was to me I was able to engage with uh, Good Kid, Mad City easier because it was like it was dark, but not like so dark sonically where you couldn't just like groove to it. I feel like I have to to listen to some of that, so I had to listen to like I was sitting there in a dark room, but. I mean, I don't know. It's just mm-hmm. kind of like my mood dictates the music of, you know, with Kendrick. But I think he's going to go down, man, when it's all said and done. Is, you know, he has a chance to be on that, on the rap, uh, we, we call it the presidents and stuff in there, the, you know, the mountain. You know what I'm talking about. Uh, like, Mount Rushmore. Mount Rushmore, a rap, man. A rap. Because, yeah. you know, he's, 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 to me, he's hit that level of having three great albums back to back to back, which not a lot of artists can do, so. Yeah, facts. Facts. Man. All right, bro. So I think we almost done with this episode, man. So, uh, hey, man, close us on out with a positive word, brother. Hey, man. So uh, Bowtie Fresh going to leave you all with this this week. Uh, it's, it's real simple. Um, it's just, just living your life. So uh, live every day as if it's your last, embracing each experience as if it's your first. Um, and like I said, that, that hits home on a lot of levels. Um, be it professionally, personally, uh, different things going on in, in the family. I know I got like one on my family and stuff right now too. So um, to me, that just stood out <clears throat> for, for Bowtie Fresh when I saw it the other day and I held on to it knowing that we were going to record today. So uh, let that marinate with you guys and just embrace every moment uh, that you can. Try to make the best of it uh, and, and live your life. You know, just go out and live your life because you don't know when it can be taken from you. Yeah, man. We appreciate everybody for listening. You know, check us out on Instagram, Grown Man Ish Pod. Yes, Grown Man Ish Pod. Uh, you can hit us up at, uh, what's your, give me your Twitter handle, Bowtie? Uh, at Fresh underscore Bowtie. Like, hit I, me up. Bill, I'm, not, I'm not shy. You don't be shy either. I'm Bill Bro Inc. So that's me. And definitely, so I'm hoping to have this episode up. You know, hopefully, you know, it ain't going to take me like two hours like the last last night because brother like me is to wind it down. I'm tired. But uh, definitely, man, we shout out to everybody, you know, been, you know, rocking with us. Uh, we on Spotify, iTunes, we, pretty much everywhere you can find podcasts, Romanish podcasts is there. So we're going to holler at y'all uh, next week. And uh, we and we'll have a good week, y'all. Peace out.